Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Do you want to initiate a life of adventure and start your own location-independent business that can support you from anywhere? Then go check out the new manifesto on lifestyle design, authored by yours truly, Buy Your Own Island, now available on Amazon. It's been called inspiring and empowering and one of the best new books on entrepreneurship. Lifestyle design for 2015 and beyond. Look for it on Amazon or go download the audiobook for free at buyyourownisland.com forward slash audio dash book. So I just wanted to welcome Trisha Vellermino to the show. Hi. <laughs> Trisha, she's Oh my God, that, the... is, that didn't sound so well. I'm sorry, guys. Do you want to try again, Trisha? Hi. It's the same shit. Maybe, maybe one more time with a little bit more energy. Hi, everyone who's listening to Open the World Mag podcast. I'm Trisha, and I'm very honored to be here with a gorgeous Danny Flood. <laughs> well, oh my you. god I just said that right <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Trisha uh, so <laughs> a little bit about Trisha if you're not familiar with her she's kind of like the travel queen of the Philippines Trisha is on a mission to travel to all visa free countries for Filipinos she travels full time and usually volunteers uh, not just for free food and accommodation but also so that she can immerse herself in the culture and learn to live like the locals do. Um, and right. more, more importantly, she's the, uh, she has a blog, uh, P.S. I'm on my way. And she's also been voted as one of the sexiest female travelers alive, which is quite interesting. And I know, right? I'm just <laughs> like you, Zanny. You should date me. We're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. And uh, she's also one of the top travel bloggers to follow in 2015. And um, so just wanted to welcome you to the show, Trisha. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about your backstory and uh, uh, tell me who you are for the listener and uh, tell me a little bit about your journey to where you are today. All right. Okay. Mm, oh, my God. Sometimes it's so hard to describe yourself. But I came from, my mother's from the Philippines, and I grew up in the Philippines. And um, I'm from a Dutch, and um, my stepfather is Dutch. So I'm from a Dutch and Filipino mixed culture, like everyone else in the Philippines. And I went to Europe for college university I mean and um, from there I started you know I started to l- learn how to develop a, a traveling lifestyle I keep seeing these people who are who have those big bags that I've never I've never seen before I was like what the hell is that bag I was 18 and these people are just walking around Milan with those backpacks so try to approach one of them Oh, guys, where are you going? What are you doing? They just told me they're traveling. I was like, what? With that bag, everything's in there. And yeah, everything's in here. We're backpacking Europe and just moving around Europe for a year. I don't even understand how can one do that, you know? 
then I started, I had my internship in a, in a big fashion brand. So that also allowed me to visit um, cities like London and Spain, uh, Barcelona, and what else? Like uh, those, those cities who have their biggest fashion weeks. So I was sent there by my internship program. And I was like, the, the purpose of me being there is to attend fashion week. But I always find myself, you know, wandering around and trying to learn the language and eating. So I had a fashion blog back then, like posting OOTD's outfit of the day. Then you just get so tired of these things. Fashion, I love fashion, but I don't know if it's for me. That's the only thing I know in the world. I mean, I know how to do because I studied it and I don't have any other degree but fashion. So I don't know if I'll go back to that career, but now I'm fine. And now I'm in South America. Right. So, so yes. you went to Europe to, to study fashion, but that's where you uh, kind of took this interest in travel and then kind of discovered this, yes. this new passion, right? So who, yes. who are you, Trisha? Are you, are you Trisha the fashion guru or are you Trisha the, the traveler? Who, who, what would you say you are today? Oh, my God. I cannot say that. I look awful. Have you, have you even – can you see what I'm wearing now? Ooh, I like my hat, though. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't want to identify myself to something, but I want to be me, you know. But right now, I think I'm more of the traveler, Trisha. So why did you decide to uh, buck that conventional path of um, going, taking this career in fashion and just kind of leaving it all behind and putting everything into this backpack? What, what was driving you? Well, I was, was, I was was once young and stupid, and I was uh, with my ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend's Argentinian. He's actually travel. He's older than me. I'm 26 now. He's 32. So he's he's traveled a lot. He's been out of Argentina for 10 years, I think, and he's traveled a lot. He just asked me to travel with him and move to Argentina with him. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, I'm not the type of person who thinks about tomorrow. I don't care if I don't have a job. I don't care if, you know, I, some people, when they think of, oh, I'm moving to another country, they think about, what am I going to do there? Is there a job for me there? I'm not that person. I don't think about that. I mean, when I go there, I'll cross the bridge when I get there. That's my life um, ideal. So, so you just, yeah, you just, sure. You just seize the day and, and then you kind of have faith that uh, you kind of figure things out as you go. Yeah. That's how, that's how you live. That's how you roll. I, don't, I just went without even thinking about the job. And then we just got all fucked up. We had our indifferences when we are when we started traveling together. We've been traveling together before, but it's not like when you're moving with someone to another country from another country. That's a different story. Okay, so, so did you find yeah, that, um, did you find that traveling with your following your ex boyfriend did that help you to uh, make that jump? Yes. Okay. Yes, because um, when. He he just woke up one day and said, I need to miss you. Oh, my God, who says that? Would you say that, Danny Flood? Would you ever say that to a girl? 
What was well, it? I need, I need to. to <laughs> I need to mimic. Yeah, he needs to miss me. He said it's been just you know days like we've been so much together, and yeah, but I'm fine now actually. But I didn't want to go home. The thing for me was I don't know anything. I don't speak any Spanish. I don't know anything about Argentina. I don't know anything about South America. But I just went, like, packed my bags and went again on my own first time. So where, where, did you go, things on the way. where did you guys go on your first trip uh, with your boyfriend? Oh, we went to Morocco. Oh, Morocco. Okay. And now, now you're in... Uh, to Argentina. Okay, so from there you went uh, on your own to South America, is that right? Yes, I went on my own to Brazil. Okay. And so how, how have you evolved uh, since then? Because you, you were kind of following this, this guy, but now you're just traveling on your own. Do you feel like you're, you're more confident and that you're more... Uh, how, how has your journey been as a person since then? Well, when, I'm star when I started, it was really awful. It was awful. I didn't have any money to go to Brazil. And my last... Like, my last box was spent on my flight ticket from Dubai. Yeah, from Dubai to Brazil. So, you know, like what I told you, I don't worry about stuff. I know the universe, the universe will always provide. And it did. So when I went to Brazil, I just looked into couch surfing. I went couch surfing in Brazil. And I don't even look at those people's profile the most important thing for me was um to um to arrive in brazil with a home you know i don't care what kind of person you are and that's really me when like i'd like to point out when you're using couch surfing everyone who's listening to this podcast when you're using couch surfing please check at least you know if the person has preferences positive ones so i didn't do that i just I was just so depressed. I was, do you remember when you're, when you're planning something um, ahead with someone that you thought you're going to spend the whole, your whole life with, and then it, it doesn't work well, you just shattered, you know? You just, oh my God, what do I do? And yeah. So, so you I basically, you had, you had no safety net. You had, uh, what, $70 left in your pocket when you arrived in Brazil? Yes, true. That's true. How do you know that? You're a stalker, Danny Flood. You're a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell do you know that? <laughs> well, I, I read your blog, and you, you wrote about this on your blog. You wrote about the experience. You actually had $80 left in your pocket when you arrived in Brazil. Yes, and I yes. Can, I can't imagine $80. that that could have gone very far. How long did that $80 go? Um, a month. <laughs> Eighty dollars on a month? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I did that for a month. I didn't have a choice. I was a poor girl. <laughs> well, I think I think and what I was everyone, couch surfing. I think what people are wondering if they're listening to this is, uh, how, how did you survive? I mean, what what was your reality like then, day to day? Well, I was um, I was in couch surfing, like what I told you, and I'm very outgoing, Danny. I, I can live anywhere. I can go with um, all kinds of people, so maybe I, I'm thinking my host really liked me, so she cooked food for us and, you know, all that stuff. 
and I didn't go out for that month. I did go to couchsurfing meetings, but you know, I, I, I just don't have the luxury to spend. I just don't have the money to go do this. So I focused on working while I was couchsurfing with her. So, so you're basically helping them out around the house and, and doing anything you can yeah. in exchange? True, true. I walk okay. her dog. I feed her dog. She has a dog. The, so when she works, I, I do stuff at home at her house. Okay. And, and do you think that experiences like this kind of, uh, do, do you feel that you're, you're really brave as a person to do this? I think so because I, I don't know if everyone can just live with someone you don't know. I don't know if you do that ever in your life, but I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I've been a member of Couchsurfing for a long time now, and I know my sisters wouldn't do that. I look at people, I've, I look at all the people I know, would they do this? Can they do this? That's what I, that's, those are the questions I have in mind. Can, can my sister do this? Or would she do this even? I don't see my sisters <laughs> and on another person's house or using Couchsurfing as a platform to travel. So, so I where does, think... where does, Trisha, where does, your con, uh, where does your confidence, where does your courage come from? Is it just, um, you said earlier that you, you were a stupid child. <laughs> is, it, is it just stupidity that, that kind of inspires this? Right, right. I was a very difficult teenager. <laughs> I, I've, I've always, I always do what I want. And when I was 13, I left home to watch a rock concert in another city. Who does that? I mean, I'm from a very conservative country. If you're 13, you're not allowed to do things on your own. I mean, you don't have that money. Oh, shit. Yeah, now I remember I also didn't have that money when I went to that concert. <laughs> but I was 13. I don't remember anything. I have older friends, so I was a very difficult teenager. That's what I'm saying. But... Children, don't be as difficult as I am, because one day you're going to be a parent. <laughs> so I guess and I spared my mother for that. Yeah, but I guess I guess you're just kind of uh, stubborn, and you just want to. You stubbornly go after the things that you want. Would you say? Why are you talking so bad about me? I, I'm not. Your I'm friends gonna... are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking bad. I just I just want to see where I want to get to know Trisha. What's what's going on inside her head? Because I think. Most most people are going to say, you know, I, I can't do what Trish is doing, um, you know, I, or they make ex they have excuses like they'll say I don't have the money or, you know, what, what am I going to do about my future? I mean, and I just want to know like, what what would you say to those people? Like, how can they develop this this kind of confidence to just go forward like you do? I think I, ha I have so much zest for life. I I'm very I look life I look at life so easy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how you look at life. I just treat it, you know, easy. Chill the fuck out. Like, like what I always tell those who, who ask me about traveling, I tell them nobody's got life figured out, you know? You can, you can be dead right now and you don't even understand what life is. So just chill the fuck out, I swear. Don't worry. Everything, I think everything will come when you don't worry. Like me, I don't worry about what I'll eat tomorrow. But surprisingly, I always have it. I don't dumpster dive, though, but, you know, 
Now I'm fine. Anyway, just for everyone's information, <laughs> I'm financially stable. <laughs> I'm still in South America after two years, but it took a while. It took a while, to be honest, but um, uh, I did it. So, so basically what, what you're saying, too, is um, don't spend so much time inside of your head. Just, just get out there and just live, basically, right? Right. It's like you're reading my mind, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's what I want to say. Because so. you probably get a lot of letters from people, uh, especially people oh back home God. in the Philippines. I mean, the Philippines is a very, very conservative culture. There's a lot of people that, you know, um, there's, a, there's a lot of pressure to conform to society's expectations. And you're just kind of like the opposite. You're like an anti I know. <laughs> I know. I'm a bad child. <laughs> I'm a bad <laughs> citizen of my country. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't say that. Like what I've told you. Before I grew up in two different cultures, so you know some some things my mother thinks this is right, and some things my stepdad thinks um, this is right. You know they both raised us in different ways. They both gave us life wisdom in in two different outlook, like a westernized or a European outlook and a more conservative one in the Philippines. So do you have to be a rebel uh, to go after your dreams? I mean, do you have to be rebelling against something or? Yes. You do? <laughs> yes. You have to be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Well-behaved women didn't make history. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you have to be more um, sure of yourself. This morning I had, a, I had a, a travel consultation. She's older than me. And she, I, I don't know, I, I feel happy when people come to me and ask, how do I do what you do? And I'm older than you, blah, blah, blah. And I wish I had that, I had that guts when I was younger. I don't think you have to say that. I, I, this is my point. There is no right time to travel. You can be 42. I met some old people still traveling. I met people thrice my age who are still traveling. I, I, I think you have to affirm yourself, stop affirming yourself when, you know, oh, I should have done that long time ago. That's already the past. Those are the things that you cannot go back to anymore. So, but you can still do it now. There's never too late for anything. So just, just go. I don't know. I don't know how to say it in the words, but just go. Stop saying, I wish I could do this or I wish I had this. And just right, yeah. right. And some people, I really appreciate those people who are reading my stuff, who are reading my stuff. I really appreciate. I want to thank you for always following. But you cannot just watch me do what I want in life. You have to do. If you if you feel like you have to do this as well, you cannot just like my post on Facebook or. Just read my blog and say, oh, you're right. And then after three days, you're still doing the same thing, you know? <laughs> That's, I know, right? Everyone's so, oh, I'm so inspired. You're, because um, for everyone's information, listening to this podcast, I don't write about destination stuff. I write about what's happening when you're out here, what's what's really happening, you know, like the truth. And you're so very, some people you're very like, open and honest and, and vulnerable. I mean, you share the the feelings that you had when you 
uh, arrived in, in South America, and, and you were, I guess, living in the next to a fridge for two weeks. Like uh, you had this job. Yes. In this oh grand, my god! You're kitchen. a stalker. <laughs> yeah. I are did all that. of your fans uh, stalkers? Is that is that how how you perceive it, Trisha? <laughs> no. I just want you to be my stalker, Danny. To be honest. <laughs> no. But, but I really anyway. appreciate how 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 honest and vulnerable you are because I mean a lot of people they especially travel publications. I mean, they'll, they'll show you pretty pictures of some destination, then it'll get 2,000 likes or 300 million likes. But, you know, it's people, people are more comfortable just being a passive observer than actually uh, doing anything, you know. And True, but I learned that when I'm honest to myself and to everyone, I'm, everything works out fine for me. I have this. Um, I have this good relationship with the universe. I don't know if, if all of you believe in a universal power, but I have this very beautiful relationship with the universe. That's why I'm always provided for. I'm always grateful of things. I've accept both the bad and the good things about myself. I think that's very important, and I've forgiven myself with all the things that I've done in the past. Wrong, wrong things. You have a very, it sounds like you have a very good relationship with yourself, but are you ever worried about how people are going to uh, perceive you or how they're going to react to things when you're, you're being opus, honest and uh, opus, I just made up a word there, uh, when you're being really <laughs> vulnerable and when you're sharing uh, these, these things about your life? I don't give a shit, Danny. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you cannot please everyone. There are, I don't know how many people are there in the world, but... Uh, I, I'm not writing. I'm actually writing for myself. That's a good thing. I come up with things that are really, I don't know, great. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure what people think about my writing, but I'm, it's for me. I'm not writing it for anyone. You know? And so it's you're, like you're an just... open journal, but it's for me. I write that for me. Mm -hmm. I don't write that for you. I don't write that for. Huffington Post to to tap me? No, I write for myself. And you just had, uh, interestingly enough, one of your articles. Uh, was it on the Huffington Post? I know that it, it went viral. It was uh, reasons to date a Mexican, or, or why not to date a Mexican? I, I think. So I think, yeah. Oh my God, that's that's insane. Yeah. Well, I think you're being modest, but I, you know, I really like your your philosophy and your your mindset. I mean, you're you're being really uh, true to your core values. Would you say, right? You're being true to who you are. Right, and I learned that here. But, oh my God, you can never imagine my life in fashion. Everyone has to be, you know, always dressed up, doing um, doing uh, expensive stuff, buying expensive things, and renting an apartment that you cannot afford <laughs> that was my life before because i want to look um i want to look like oh i'm rich i work in the fashion industry oh i have this but then you know i make fake friends that's what i did <laughs> so so in that world uh in that world of fashion it's about kind of putting on this this facade you know of putting on this this face or this show that you know i have this brand i'm wearing this brand i have this apartment i have you know, kind of trying to show off to everyone else, would you say? Yeah, I was like that, Danny. 
I was like that. And I lost myself along the way because I forgot who I was. I forgot who I am. Because I keep leveling on my peers, on my colleagues. And so do you, do you feel that that's, a, a path, that's, that's obviously a path to unhappiness for you, right? I'm sorry? Oh, I so said that, that's obviously a path to unhappiness, right? Right, right. Yeah. Right, and that's what kids do now nowadays. Um, for example, they have a rich classmate, you know, they do what that rich classmate do. Yeah, that's a great like point. Like spend the money. I mean, that's a great point. I know when it's I was... peer pressure. Peer pressure, yeah. I, I know growing up in the U.S., um, you know, when I was a teenager and, and then a young adult, I mean, I felt so much pressure from my peers and, and just this, this pressure, like everyone's comparing themselves to everyone else, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all about like, you know, I, have, I started my own business, but then uh, this other entrepreneur is making five times more money, you know? So I, I was always depressed and I always felt like, you know, comparing myself to others was, was not the way to go. True. Yeah. Well, well, that's and awesome. you're always like, oh, if you're fat, you're ugly. If you're skinny, you're pretty. You know, things that define kids and people nowadays are you're able with your weight. Yeah, Trisha. So that's really interesting. I find a lot of people. Um, they don't really question why they do what they do. They kind of just go down this default path. They go to work every day and then they go home and then they have, you know, some free time after 8.30 p.m. to, to do, to read or, or pursue some interest. But they're, they're kind of just spinning the wheels and, and just kind of living this life out of control, which is out of their hands. They feel like they don't have this, this power. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right, but... No, it's, I think it's just like, about like trying I to... tell everyone, I don't think, trying to what? Oh, well, because we were just talking about how you were in fashion and how you were kind of putting on this, uh, everyone's kind of trying to show off and, and impress other people. Right. That's yeah. so fake. Don't live a life like that. Please, everyone, please, <laughs> please, if you feel like, because I was forced to not be, I was myself as well, you know, but I was forced to, do. I like dressing up too, but I just don't, there are days that I don't like to, you know, <laughs> there are days that I want to feel comfortable and not wear high heels, but I have to, because that's my job. <laughs> So, so what advice would you give to... I look to pretty, though. When I dress up, I look pretty. I look prettier than this, swear. <laughs> well, I, I did see your, your hat. You keep showing me, which I, I do like your hat. Um, I know, but you have to see my fashion photos. It's insane. You will not recognize me at all. I swear. <laughs> so, I swear. Everyone, everyone, every man I meet was like, oh, my God, Trisha, this is you? It's like, yeah few years back. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what they're trying to say I grow say old, there. you know. Yeah. I don't look old, but I grow old, too. <laughs> so, right. so, Trisha, um, what, what advice would you give to people if, uh, if they want to shake things up and make the leap like you did? How, how could they 
become the next Trisha Bellarmino? Oh, that's too heavy. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the next Trisha Villarmino. It's like, whoa, Trisha Villarmino. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I think I think it's more of um, it's more of doing things. First, you have to accept yourself. Whatever you are, whoever you are, or whatever bad things you did in the past, forgive yourself for those things. And second, oh shit, don't take any shit from anyone. If you're legal age, don't take shit from anyone, not even your parents. I'm sorry, parents. But some, some people decide based on what other people tell them. And I'm very lucky to be a part of a very loving community because I am free to choose. What I, like what I tell you, I'm not normal to be from my country because people my age in my country are still um, living with their parents and because that's our culture that's a Filipino culture to live with your parents forever but <laughs> as we're thrown out because you know it's um, European we have that European culture in terms of living once we my parents finished um, sent us to school to university you're out you have to be on your own. That's our house rule. But not all houses or household function like that in the Philippines. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people decide their lives on what others tell them. So, yeah, I, I, I think you should stop getting, aside from saving money, aside from wanting to travel the world, I think you should accept yourself first and just don't take shit from anyone else and the rest is up to you i also believe that leaving or traveling is the last thing on the list or even the money is the last thing on the list because you can have the money you can have um, the drive you can even have a flight ticket and not have the energy to leave or the heart let's put it that way the heart to leave you know what I mean? So the first, the have, first thing is, is having the heart, basically. And money's the last. Yeah. <laughs> money's the last, I swear. I found money here. I didn't have money when I left. But leaving is the hardest part. Like putting yourself in there is the hardest part. That's, that's really interesting because I think most people, uh, they make that excuse, like, I don't have the money to travel. And that's, that's the first thing that stops us. But maybe it's, it's what they're, the reason they're saying that is because they're avoiding uh, that unpleasantness of, of leaving and, and shaking things up, right? No, but the problem with us, it's human nature. We're just, we like to be comfortable. We're used to, and um, going out of our comfort zone is scary. It's really scary. And um, I don't think not enough, not many people can pull off leaving something very comfortable. You know, house, bed, food every day. That's comfortable. I didn't say when you come out here, you will have those. You won't. I swear you won't. But what you will have are meaningful life experiences. And, you know, seeing how the other side of the work works is just fascinating. I don't know. I'm fascinated by this. I've learned languages, 
I've stayed with local families. I lived with local families that are very, which have traditions that are very different from mine, you know? Like, I don't do this with my family. I don't, we don't do this in our house, but you know, in the other side of the world, you have to do that because that's how they, their life rolls. You know, those are uncomfortable things. So how are, how are you different as a result of these experiences? And, and would you say that it's, it's worth it? It is. Definitely is. I would be home by now if it's not. It's been two years. I'm still here. <laughs> I, um, I don't know why I'm still here. I should be out of here, to be honest. Who stays in South America for two years? Just me. <laughs> God. And I don't even live anywhere. I'm in different cities every month. You know, I could be here for two years, but I should live anywhere. But I don't. I still don't live anywhere. I don't know. I cannot live anywhere. But um, so tell me, tell me some about uh, tell me some of the highlights of these last two years, and uh, what kind of tell me also about your volunteer works. What are some of the experiences that you've had? Oh, that's where I learned the majority of my Spanish volunteering, okay. and I'm very, um, I'm very fluent in Spanish now and I cannot believe myself even. I cannot believe sometimes I hear myself speak <laughs> and I was just, what the fuck did I just say that? Oh my God. <laughs> and sometimes when when a really local person talks to you, I was just, oh my God, I just understood his slang. That's Those are the things that surprised me the most. I was like, oh my God, I understand that slang. I don't know. It just it's surprising, and um, volunteering helped me. I, I never cooked at home. I never even cleaned my own or made my own bed. And, um, you know, volunteering gave me the chance to learn about these things, that to do this, to to be humble. And many people are asking me, why do you keep volunteering? It doesn't pay you. And it just, I just, the majority, the bulk of my learning in this trip are from volunteering. It, and it keeps me grounded. If I volunteer, it keeps me grounded, you know. Working in the bar, working in hostels, making, um, cleaning and cooking. It, it just keeps me grounded. It keeps my feet on the ground. It keeps me think of who I am and where I am from. And um, it makes me appreciate because um, we don't really appreciate people who work in this in in this industry. I mean, not really industry, but for example, we don't take importance of waiters, um, bartenders, or housekeepers, chambermaids in hotels. You know, because we now, um, a lot of now lot I appreciate people... the work. I know what they do. I... Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people might see like a, a housekeeper or a waiter. And uh, look down upon them, right? But you, you don't anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't anymore. I, I, they're my friends. All my, all the housekeepers in this hostel. I work in a hostel bar right now. All the, the, the staff here are my friends. You know, and I'm just, I, I've, I've loved bigger, Danny. That's what I want to point out. I've loved bigger. I love everything. I love every person I meet. I love every child. And now I know the definition of love. You know, it's for everyone. It's not just for 
someone you have a romantic relationship with. Love is for everyone. <laughs> Love is for the lady selling burgers on the street. Love is for your taxi driver. Love is Love is for animals. You know, so, so you I couldn't explain it well, but I, I, I love, mm. yeah, I feel so loving. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I actually love you, Danny Flood. Will you marry me? Oh, thank you, Trisha. Well, well maybe we need to uh, get to know each other a little bit better first, but we'll see. <laughs> no, no, but I like that, though, because y you've kind of, arrived at this this philosophy and this mindset where you see everything as everything in the universe is kind of linked together and you're just one part of the universe and um, I think when you, you realize that and you can appreciate everything around you and appreciate yeah. everyone around you I used to be selective really mm -hmm. so yeah Trisha I think that's a that's a great point um, you know when I came out of before I started traveling uh, I had all of this social conditioning from the US and we talked about where you're kind of comparing yourself to other people. And um, especially when you, you follow the news, the media and stuff, it makes you feel like the world's a very fearful place. You know, other people are stupid mm -hmm. and dumb and base. And, 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 and it, these, these thoughts kind of really work their way into who you are as a person and into your being. And you kind of spend your days really living in fear and frustrated. At least that's how I felt mm -hmm. before I started to travel. Right, but you're out here now, and it's different. And everything changes when you when you take the first move, right, or the first step. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes if you do the same things. Right. And you'll never learn if you're doing the same things and living in the same place. Because we we get into these routines that kind of just run on autopilot, and then never open ourselves up to new ways of thinking or ideas. I think right. Yeah, but I I don't think um I don't think travels for everyone though. I, I don't know, but I don't believe traveling is for everyone because some people just don't like it, you know? I yeah. even received one blog comment that, because I wrote about um, when is the right, I, I wrote about an article, it was entitled, when is the right time to travel the world? It's basically analyzing if there's really a right time to go. And one of them, I received a comment on Facebook saying, why do you keep forcing us to travel the world? I was like, why the fuck are you following this page? <laughs> <laughs> right? This yeah. is a travel page, and that's what I do. You know, I encourage people to travel the world. Well, so, I think, Trisha, I think what you What are and, you complaining about? I think what you and I have realized is that uh, traveling can really facilitate that, that growth, that personal growth and that learning process. Uh, it really accelerates Right, but it. it's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. Tell, me, tell me a little bit about, um, you have your blog at PSM on my way. Uh, you also do some travel coaching uh, when people are ready, when they are, do want to take that leap and uh, travel. And you help people to uh, learn how to volunteer, uh, become digital nomads, teach English, travel blog, and also plan their itineraries. Um, you've also written uh, two ebooks, which are... One is about volunteering, volunteerismo, uh, how, mm -hmm. to, how to travel South America volunteering, and then uh, one, Dream Big, which is about interning abroad. So uh, why don't you walk me through, uh, well, first of all, let's, let's start with volunteering, because that's your preferred style of travel. 
Um, and he told me about that. How do you find uh, these volunteering opportunities uh, in other countries? Oh, um, there's a website. Can I promote that here? <laughs> Is it your website? Well, there's a lot of websites yeah. who, who facilitate these kinds of activities and um, I'm using two now. One is Latin America based, and one is um, uh, for world um, travel. Okay. And it's easy. There's a lot there. It's not about. Um, let me just clear this out. Volunteering. The volunteering I do is work exchange because a lot of people confuse the volunteering, the word volunteering, to um, to charity. Okay. You know. It's not, I don't do charity work, because to be honest, if you do charity work, you have to pay. We have, there's a volunteering fee, and it's freaking expensive. Yeah, I like think a, a lot of... volunteering yeah. in a jungle can cost $1,000. I know people who spend like four or $5,000 for some volunteering package, you know, for two weeks or something like that. It's crazy. I know, right? Yeah. It's insane. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. So what, Not at all. What resources do you recommend and what websites do you use? Maybe you could share those with us. Everyone knows Work Away. And for if you're in South America, volunteerlatinamerica.com is really a good resource. What's, what's that website, latinamerica.com? Because Volunteer Latin America. Oh, Volunteer Latin America. Okay. Yes. That's a very good website because um. It's a continent, uh, it's, it's all the works there are in South America. In Workaway, you will find some in Australia and other countries. But volunteer Latin. Uh, Trisha? Trisha? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you got cut yes. out for a sec there. So. Um, so, so Trisha, what makes up a good volunteering opportunity? Or, or work I'm sorry. What, what makes up a good uh, volunteering opportunity or work exchange opportunity? What what criteria? Hello. For me, yeah. um. Oh my God, that's so difficult. But I usually have a good feeling when I see a volunteering posting, because you can also see pictures. But this is a very good tip. Do not volunteer if they don't serve food, if they just offer accommodation. Do not volunteer in those postings. Please ignore those. You have to have food. That's okay. also my, um, one of my requirements. Food should be included. Because some volunteering post uh, volunteering postings just offer a bed and accommodation, and you work for six hours. That's not fair. That's not really <laughs> fair. You should at least have two meals, at least a free breakfast and um, food on your shift. And if they're just offering a bed, oh my god, forget it. Go to other volunteering postings. And is is the work fun? Do you enjoy it? What you're doing? Of course, I enjoy. Bar, I love the bar. I love bar works. I've met a lot of people who are my longtime friends now from working at the bar. It's fun. Okay. And do you get tips from those uh, jobs too as well? 
Yes. Okay. Because I'm very friendly. You know that, Danny. <laughs> very friendly. I talk to everyone. And I don't even lose a bit of my energy for six hours of work. Still the same. Okay. So, so maybe... That's why they made me bar manager now. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe... Because I was here last year. I was volunteering here last year. And then now I came back. Oh, they, they were like, oh, you can be manager for a few months. I was like, yeah, sure. So I'm paid now. I'm a paid staff. Awesome. And you also do uh, uh, remote work as well, right? You have a client in the U.S.? Yes. Yes, okay. I do social media marketing for a company in the U.S., which okay. is my full-time job. Okay, so you're also, in addition to volunteering, you're also a digital nomad. Is that correct? Uh, what, what advice do you give to people if they want to yes. uh, become a digital nomad? Um, oh my God, I don't know. I, I think I'm just, I just got very lucky with my employer because mm -hmm. I can work whenever I want. But usually when you work for some online company, they monitor your hours. You know, I've worked with those before, like monitoring my hours, printing my screen every second if I'm really doing the job or just Facebooking or blogging. <laughs> but if you want to be a digital nomad, make sure your internet don't suck and <laughs> make sure you have your computer because my internet is is ruining Danny's podcast right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and the most important thing as well is be very, very good. I, I, I just got promoted to manager. I wasn't manager, but I, I'm working with the same company for two years now. And they know how I work. I know, they know um, that I, I can submit well. So now they don't monitor my work hours. I just work whenever I want. And I think you have to gain the trust of people. And oh my God, never say, oh, my internet's awful. I cannot work today. That doesn't work at all. I swear. That's total <laughs> bullshit. Never ever use that excuse. Never use that excuse, please. Yeah. Because so, you work online. Yeah. Your primary need. Okay, Trisha, so you're saying basically uh, deliver a lot of value, basically, right? Become indispensable mm -hmm. to your employer. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and also... And uh, make them feel that they need... That they what? Sorry? Make them feel that they need you, that you're um, a great addition to their team, to their growing team. Okay, and you, you said that you also have... Some a, people are just not confident. I see. And you also have a very good relationship with your, your clients. Um, how can you find a really good client? It's not... Um, they come to me. I don't know. I'm not sure. They just come to me. <laughs> I don't pray for them. I just receive emails every day like, Hey, I found you here. And no, I like your resume. I like your... Like what you do, your blog's neat. You know. So that that particular client, they found you through your blog. Yes. Yes. Okay. True. What do you What do you recommend for people if they want to uh, be visible and and have uh, have opportunities start to come their way? 
right for bigger publishers. Bigger publishers? That's the best. Okay. Yes. Like um, Matador. When I started writing for Matador, I just, my audience keep growing every day. Hey, I found you here. And, you know, because I used to just write for myself, just write my blog. I care about the rest. And then I realized I need someone, I need people to read my stuff. So, because before, just my, 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 my parents read my blog, my parents, my siblings, family, and I don't care, that's enough for me. But then, you know, some publishers tap on me that your stuff needs to be read by everyone. So, yeah, I wrote for them, and I like it. And you wrote an article on there about... Uh... Uh, reasons not to date a Mexican man, right? That yes. Was, that was the article you wrote. Sure. <laughs> Are you half Mexican, Danny? Uh, I'm not. I wish I could claim that I was, but uh, I'm sorry, Trisha. Does that disqualify no, you automatically? Yes. You're not allowed. <laughs> I'm not allowed to date you anymore. <laughs> oh, my heart's <laughs> gonna hurt for a long time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, awesome. So, what else? Uh, yeah, so you also help people, uh, you give advice for travel blogging and teaching English. I don't know if we have time to get into that in this interview. Um, but uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about uh, PS I'm On My Way and your own experiences uh, with your blog and what do you like to write about besides dating Mexican men? <laughs> dating Danny Flood. <laughs> <laughs> Right about that. I'm sure, I'm sure that article is going to break your website. Sure. I, I'm sure it's going to break I your know, website. Right? It's going to go viral so fast. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Anyway, people, I write about the stuff that I feel like writing. I don't sit. Um, you know, if, if you've extensively read my blog, I just, I write every day. I love writing. I'm a writer. I'm I grew up writing. I kept journals since I was seven. And they, they are still in my mother's, like, handwritten journals. I made a blog when I was 13. And, um, I mean, blog, 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 not travel blog. Blog for, you know, making people read my stuff, writing about my teenage rocking years. But I, 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 I've actually had... Uh, I've actually developed a passion for life when I was writing. So I write more about life stuff. You cannot, if you're looking for a travel guides for things to do, my blog is not the go-to website. Go to other websites, they have those. <laughs> but what I have are things... Go to, to Open World Mag. They have those. They have a bunch of those. So don't go to my blog and ask, oh, you don't have, <laughs> you don't have destination guides. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not a travel blogger. Fine. Okay. <laughs> but I write about what happens when you're out here. When ha what happens when you cross the border. What changes in your life when you live with a local family. What you... Um, what you will become when you speak in another language. That's what I write about. And you also and have a... Uh, food! A oh, my God, food. <laughs> <laughs> you also have a series called uh, Dear Girls of the World. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? 
Oh, it's that's true. Why did I even think of that? <laughs> it's um, <laughs> Dear Girls Love the World is um, a series where I invite other female travel bloggers to write a letter to the girls of the world. It's actually a part of um, the Dear Girls of the World. Its idea is from Girl Rising. I don't know if everyone knows about Girl Rising, but it's basically um, uh, a movement which um, which campaigns for school uh, girls to go to school, like in Africa and Pakistan. People cannot go to school in Pakistan. I mean, girls, they have to stay at home, learn to cook, and only their brothers are allowed to go to school. And that's not fair because everyone is entitled to go to school, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are you all right? Am I making you sleep? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and then I've, I've had a bunch of girls, travel bloggers, write about that in that series where they encourage women to, to travel the world, but they share their own story too. For example, I really like how Meg Gerard shared about how travel won't affect her career. It would actually, because some people worry, oh, if I travel, my career would go low, blah, blah, blah. I will lose track of my career. But that's not actually true. And there's another girl who wrote about don't let your boyfriend decide things for you. So, Danny, you can never decide things for me. Yes, people. Danny's my boyfriend. Oh, Trisha, I wouldn't try no, to kidding. ever, I wouldn't ever try to decide things for you. I don't think I, it would work anyway, so. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so stubborn. You're just going to be I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit, Danny. I, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I know. So. I'm not going to try it's to restrain you. It's actually bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's but actually I, bad. Unattractive even. <laughs> uh, does, it, does that repel people away sometimes, Trisha? What do you mean? Oh, um, I don't know, just that, that you don't, like, have anyone decide anything for you or, or that you're just going to do what you want to do. <laughs> Not really. You know what the funny thing is? I'm traveling because mm-hmm. I broke up with my ex. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know how to deal with men anymore. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I, they just scare me. They just freak me out. They're weird. They're weird <laughs> creatures. I, I've met a lot of men in this travel. The, the, you're in a the bar, they just come to you and ask where you're from. What's your name? You smell so nice. Your jacket looks really pretty. You know, I know everything they would say. And sometimes I would say it while they are saying it. Proof that I know what they're going to say. <laughs> what's, what's weird. The- they're weird. <laughs> So, so have you ever heard any any good pickup lines, Trisha? That you want to share, or, or how can someone uh-huh. be different if they wanted to pick up Trisha? No, they just they came. They just come straight. And there's this French guy <laughs> who I had dinner with, and things were in a relationship. Who does that when you're traveling? How can you be in a relationship with someone like me who doesn't have a home, who's traveling the world, and who doesn't listen to any fuck people say? You know. But you can, Danny. I'll work it out. I swear. <laughs> we can work. I'll be good. But basically, yeah, ladies, I'm just 
I'm I'm not very good when men are around in trying to instruct me to do things. And I think that's an area that I have to improve on. You know, I'm not perfect. I've learned a lot of life lessons, but that me that doesn't mean I'm an expert in everything. <laughs> yeah, Trisha, that's a great point. I think that um, a lot of people, and especially women, uh, probably strive for independence, right? But then I think the level beyond independence is uh, interdependence and, and letting someone else into your life. Right? True, but I, want, I also want to point out that I'm in a very... Um, macho society. I'm in Latin America where women are not really, you know, are treated differently, are looked at differently. And I want to change that, to be honest. Maybe I could make a difference here, but I want to change how women are looked at here. Trisha Vellarmino taking on uh, South America and redefining what... I know, fighting for women's rights, right? Yeah. That sounds really good. I should do that. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's what Dear Girls of the World is all about. And yeah. now I'm opening a Dear Girls of the World for the boys. Because lately the United Nations just opened a new campaign called He for She, which basically the thought of this is why through all the years only women fight for women's rights? It's not fair, right? Men should fight for women's rights too. If If we all have a common understanding, a mutual understanding that women has to be, women and men has to be equal, then men has to support that thought too. So that's he for she is for. That's what he for she is for. So I'm, for the next few months, some male bro- travel bloggers will write in my Dear Girls of the World series, which I find really ex- interesting and that really excites me. Yeah, to see what um, what men think on this um, particular subject. Yeah, that's that's great, and um, I think your Dear Girls of the World series is is really interesting because it uh, invites all these different perspectives, uh, all these people mm-hmm. from different backgrounds, and I guess would you say it's it's mainly kind of what their best life advice is for uh, for girls mm-hmm. based on their experiences. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, but um, it's more of a traveling. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Really cool. So go check that out. Uh, her website is psimonmyway.com, and you can click on Dear Girls of the World and look for the uh, male edition, which uh, I'm interested in checking out myself. <laughs> Do you want to write for it? Danny, you should. We should talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, just let me know what you want me to, to write about and uh, <laughs> what you have in mind. I want you to write about me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> write, a, write about you? Okay, uh, what I've learned from stalking Trisha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this podcast. This podcast should be entitled Making Danny Uncomfortable. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true also. I like to make men uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know. I just want to add this so we can, you know, have a private talk. No, I'm kidding. Um, about my, my travel coaching. Okay. A lot of people have signed up for this. And 
believe me, I've, I've, by just talking to them, I don't know for my travel coaching sessions, but believe me, I know who is going and I know who's just bullshitting. I felt it with, with a conversation just this morning, like what I was telling you, I was talking to, um, to uh, a girl who's older than me and just had so many regrets in life. And now she's finally leaving. I know she's leaving. I know. And I had another one. The, the, the night I talked to her, she booked, that same night, she booked her flight to Singapore. Trisha, how can you tell? What's, went, the, what's the distinction between the, the talkers and the doers? I'm not sure. Oh, my God. But the thing is, um, this girl, the one who booked her flight to Singapore, I didn't know she would do it. But um, I differentiate I, I differentiate the talkers and the doers. Some people just booked a, uh, a travel coaching with me just to talk to me. Just to, oh, how's your life? Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, are you dating someone? You know, questions just like that. <laughs> right, I swear. I was, oh my God, this dude signed up for two hours and just asking about my life. You know, I'm supposed to help you here. You're not supposed to, you know, ask for my bikini size or what <laughs> time do I sleep? Or, right? Yeah. It's insane. So, so if you're listening to this interview, I must be. He must be. <laughs> well, hopefully, if, if you are listening to this interview... He likes all my photos on Facebook. <laughs> well, hopefully people True, listen to this interview... True, I swear for, Yeah, hopefully people are listening to this interview not just to, to check out your bikini photos, but also that they can uh, take something from this podcast and uh, go out and apply it. You know, be inspired by Trisha's example. And uh, if you want to be the next Trisha Bellarmino... Um, Hopefully you can take some something from this this conversation, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone who listens to this will. And I just wanted to be. Uh... I know. <laughs> I have an awful voice, people, but I can be pretty sometimes. And oh my God, Danny, you just said bikini. Do I post a lot of bikini photos? My mother just told me that last night. She was like, "You should stop posting those photos." I was like, "I'm." In a freaking beach, mother. What do you want me to wear? <laughs> and my dad was like, a burka. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so hope, Oh, do you have more questions for me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys follow uh, Trisha on Facebook or check out her, her website, PS I'm on my way, um, you'll find those uh, bikini photos in question. And uh, you'll also find a whole lot, whole lot more as well because she's not just a, a pretty face. She also has a inspiring message and uh did you just call me pretty oh my god guys danny flood is officially dating me i'm on my way to thailand right now <laughs> <laughs> all right this interview makes it official <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you guys danny is please please vote that danny should date me <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my god this is fun right I love this. Yes, thank, thank you so you, much. Thank everyone. I think I'm the craziest. I've, oh, my God. I've listened to one of your podcasts before. It wasn't like this. That dude was so serious. And then there's another woman who's also so serious. So, Because I tried to listen to your podcast before, I, before we do this. 
So I was like, should I be crazy? Oh, fuck it. should be just myself. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Trisha. I appreciate you just being yourself. And uh, I hope you continue to do so and continue to inspire others. And uh, best of luck to you and your travels and your, your business. What's next for you, Trisha? Oh, I'm cruising the Amazon in a month. And I'm going to start my journey in Central America for until... Um, God knows when. I don't know. I don't know until when. But I'm landing Panama in March. In March. And we'll go up to Mexico or Cuba or I don't know. I'm not sure, really. <laughs> I just take one step at a time. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I hope, I wish you all the best in the world, Mag. And I hope you will date me one day when I come back to Asia. <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let me know when you, you plan to come to Thailand. So, and, uh, or if, if I'm still my here. Country. Or... My parents will take care of you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank <laughs> we you so much. We should talk off air, Danny, okay? Let's close this episode. Thank you, guys. Bye. And please, please read my stuff. But if you don't want to, it's fine, too. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Trisha. <laughs> Bye.